0: Howdy folks and welcome to episode 5 of an evening with Dead Pit. I'm the Creepy Kentuckian. And I'm Uncle Bill. Hi. We told you we'd be back soon, didn't we? We didn't lie. Yeah. I can't guarantee when our next episode will be. Yeah,
1: but these two were amazingly close together. These two were kind of close together. Yeah, It's hard to believe we did that. Pretty
0: much the entire episode of this one, just because there's really no horror news at all. But
1: we do have a lot of uh, questions. We
0: do have quite a few questions. So we're going to... Take to the uh, Dead Pit Universe Facebook page. You can check that out. Dead Pit uh, Universe on Facebook. Just search for it. Or I think it's facebook.com backslash Universe If you want to do it the old-fashioned way. That'll work. That'll work as well. We got actually quite a few questions, so it'll probably take up the whole episode. If we have any time left, we might entertain you all with a little jig. Like, Girl Scout Cookies, yum, <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs>
1: you need to stop talking about that fucking gonna song get
0: me oh
1: god it does get stuck in your head though it's the weirdest thing it's the shittiest song ever you're like is this fucking what is this are you kidding and then you started well, singing it's like that fucking that dance you're with me song like you know you're that's horrible but it just stays in your head gonna
0: get me so okay we got a bunch of fan questions we're gonna answer them if you guys have any more for future shows we will give you the opportunity but you gotta wait until we actually give you the opportunity so you've missed your opportunity this time. Fuck all y'all people if you didn't, <laughs> a, didn't ask a question. So the first one up is from our good friend Zing Smith. <clears throat> Sorry. Zing Smith, I sound like Peter Brady there.
1: His <laughs> <laughs> nuts drop. Yeah. Uh... Question and
0: comment. For me personally, my favorite decades of horror films came from the 1970s and 80s. Um, back then the genre seemed to be booming on a massive scale having all kinds of success in cinemas do you two think that the horror genre will ever become that well received and prosperous again he says i'm hesitant to nail down why those are my favorite two decades in the horror film industry it may have to do with prosthetics of and uh practical effects rather than a bunch of cgi thrown in and it seems to me that the genre is much more gritty more bloody and had plenty more gore back in those decades? Hmm. That was a good question. It was.
1: uh No. And I, <laughs> I'll tell you why because I don't think film in general is going to ever make a comeback. So, horror films, as we know them, like going to a theater and seeing shit like that, is never going to be what it was because nobody goes to movies anymore, for one thing. Right. Very few people go to movies in general. So if it is like a renaissance of horror films, it's going to be something different. Like, I don't know how.
0: Well, I mean, might be with the with the TV shows that are coming out now. It might be the new wave.
1: Well, everybody always um, talks about TV now as opposed to film. Um,
0: yeah, I think that the, the movie-going experience, the movie experience in general, changed so much in just the last 10 years or so that, I mean, even with like, we were talking about this the other day, too. I think me and Sarah was talking about this. Like, when we were kids, if you wanted to see movies, you either had to go rent the movie or you had to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you were really rich, you probably had HBO. If you wanted to ha- own a movie collection back then, you were going to be out some major money. You know, because you could not buy, you know, uh, 1990 when Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight came out on VHS, you were throwing down probably 50 or 60 bucks mm. to buy VHS of that. So when DVDs came out, you know, DVD lessened that a little bit. You know, you paid 15, 16 bucks for a DVD that came out, and as years went on and on, like they couldn't give these damn things away. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is now.
1: Yeah, you so, can use them for fucking coasters now. You I really
0: mean. can. I mean, it's the thing, like, uh, Cinema Sickness is one of those guys we talk about from time to time. Yeah. You can have a collection like Cinema Sickness for next to nothing now, honestly. You know, I mean, it might take you some time, but you can go. Yeah. I, I was offered just last week, this lovely lady at a yard sale offered me $10 <laughs> for a crate full of DVDs and CDs. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'd love to get rid of a bunch of mine. Like, just fucking get rid of them. I'd yeah. probably pay somebody just to come take a map of them anyway. Um, yeah, I just... None of that stuff is really worth anything anymore. But to get back to, to that idea of his question, though, I'm trying to figure out, like, how horror films would make a comeback when no films making a comeback anyway right now except like wonder woman and fucking marvel uh superhero movies and DC superhero movies only movies making any money anyway yeah
0: the funny thing is too is like if you go in like walmart now after a movie's been out for probably two or three weeks they take it it's not in walmart anymore you don't really see it there's not
1: even a fucking there's like one shelf of movies now like yeah. the, the two things they don't have anymore are CDs and movies. They don't have any of that shit. They have, like, one little section of either one of those things.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, as far as decades, um, I would agree with Zing, the 70s and 80s. Just because, like, that was just a renaissance period for the genre. I mean, you had a lot of groundbreaking movies that are people are still ripping off to this day. Uh, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably the most infamous horror movie of all Mm. time. And you had... Still,
1: that's the weird thing about it. Like, no film has ever really come along that's more...
0: Yeah, and you, I mean, you also had the slasher boom in the early to mid-80s. And all, and, you know, even like some of those uh, comedy horror movies around that time period that everybody, you know, we still reference from time to time. That was just a great period to be a, to be a fan of, of the, genre itself unlike today which you know there's still stuff that comes out but it's just so few and far between you really have to you know i mean you could probably put uh a year like 10 years ago 2007 you could probably spread all the movies that came out in 2007 into this entire decade mm-hmm. and that would probably sum it up i mean how how you know you just don't see them in theaters anymore
1: No. But that is a good question though. And we thank you for your candor.
0: Yeah, we definitely thank you, Zane. Um, we got some other question we got actually a lot of questions here, so it's it's gonna it's gonna be a while. Uh John Grande said, I recently <laughs> watched the first part of the Paradise Lost documentary and I felt as though the filmmakers were trying to say that they were guilty. I overheard the sequels lean more towards uh Finding out if the uh, father did the, you know, Mark Byers did it. Who do you actually think committed the murders? And are the sequels worth watching?
1: Um, there's there's a lot of uh, evidence, I guess, from those movies that say that the stepfather. Of the one kid, I can't remember his name now. I think it was Terry Hall. That's right. It yeah. was probably the most likely one that did it. Um, I think about those movies, man, and and it's been mentioned before, but I'm not sure there's been that many movies that actually affected an entire like investigation into a right. series of crimes like that. Uh. Maybe that uh what's that one that just came out, um making a murder, yeah, that might be the only other one I can think of that, yeah, that, that was
0: very similar, yeah, um yeah, I mean, they'll never find out exactly who the real you know killers were i mean it's been it's been over what twenty five almost twenty five years, yeah, um, I will say this though man, like I actually follow Damien Eccles on Instagram. That guy is fucking weird. Like, he is he's still to this day very much into, like, the occult and strange, just a very strange art. Well, uh,
1: that's, that's always been the one thing that
0: fucking, Yeah, I mean, he's very, like, I'm not saying he did it, but I know, for me, if I was in the same situation as him, and I was accused of killing these boys and in jail for 15 years or however long it was before they got released I wouldn't be putting the shit out there on Instagram I mean it's not just being like a horror movie fan or being a Metallica fan or anything like that just go on his Instagram and look at some of the shit he's being a
1: fan of Satan
0: yeah it's very very out there I'll just say that
1: next thing you know he's gonna be writing uh, if I did it like OJ (laughs) if I did it I might have done this. Well, I mean,
0: he's gotten um, all these, like... I don't even know how to describe the artwork that he... he, When he left out of jail, you know, he's short hair. He kind of looked like a regular guy. So he's covered himself from almost head to toe in these weird, like... I don't even know what you would... Markings on his body. Like... I don't even know what it is, really.
1: I'll look it up. I haven't been following him lately, but I will say that...
0: He's got tattoos all over him of this weird, just, I don't know.
1: The one thing about that first movie that I always just could never fucking figure out, and I know people have tried to explain it away and everything, just towards the end, how he's like, well, I want to be remembered forever now, like I'm going to be in kids' nightmares and all that. It just does not... Yeah, he wanted to be the the
0: boogeyman or something like that. Yeah,
1: it never sounded like something to me that an innocent person would say. Yeah. I mean,
0: like I said, he he could be innocent, um, but had I been in his shoes and was lucky enough to get out of prison, if I had not done anything like that, that'd be the furthest thing that I'd want to associate with myself is like the occult and just weird, satanic, You know tattoos all over (laughs) it's just strange to me
1: but i'll tell you who i know didn't do it though who's that jesse (laughs) (laughs) i really think that guy is way too fucking crazy to do anything like i mean oh shit
0: but those are amazing uh (laughs) documentaries and yes to see to me all the movies are worth watching like, even the West of Memphis documentary, I enjoy all that shit. I did, too. I'm, I mean, I, I like the, the, the whole story of it.
1: But, you know, the new one now is, uh, I don't know if you've watched this one yet, The Keepers. Uh-uh. If you haven't watched that on Netflix, you need to, because it's kind of the same thing. It's like a eight or ten part murder mystery about this oh, really? case that happened in the, I think it was the 50s or 60s, with this nun that was murdered and all the people in the parish that covered it up and all this stuff. Yeah. It's kind of the same huh. thing as the Making a Murderer.
0: Well, I'll definitely have to check that out. I might watch some of that tonight if I've got yeah. time.
1: Uh, you should definitely binge watch all of it because it's pretty uh, fascinating. Let's
0: see. Uh, questions keep on coming. You recommend the sequels, though, too, right?
1: Yes, of okay. course.
0: Paradise Lost.
1: Yeah, they're all good. Uh, they take a weird turn, though. Like They go from being basically like... I'm pretty sure the filmmakers thought they did it at the end of the first one and then like by the second third ones. They're like, like oh, oh,
0: we can make money at this
1: Yeah. One. This is a fucking... Charity face. So
0: um Cody Smith says, uh have a question, a comment. First off, what do you think of the recent rise of horror on television? While horror movies have died in the theaters, horror themed T V shows are more popular than ever. It doesn't make any sense that studios are willing to invest in seasons of horror T V shows like The Exorcist, the Omen Psycho, The Mist, etc., but hardly ever release horror movies in theaters anymore the comment it's for uh say possible is it possible for you to re-upload your original halloween 2007 video to youtube i was curious about the initial reaction to the movie and found your (laughs) video clip uh it's muted the sound is muted due to a copyright claim um i mean i odds are i do not have the original um unedited you know unedited file i probably have the tape somewhere uh, if you want to see the original review, um, you can get the Dead Pit on the Road season one on uh, DVD. I think we have, we still have them on. Uh, put them up on eBay. Yeah, that'd probably be the easiest because i probably never ever gonna have time to re-upload it.
1: Um, is that the whole question?
0: Uh, yeah. As far as the horror, the rise of horror
1: TV. Well, it makes sense now because, think about it, any horror show that comes out, you can stream it pretty much automatically on Netflix. Everybody has access to a TV, and like we said earlier, nobody's really going out and watching movies anymore, so why the hell would they want to invest in movies when they can invest in something that'll be, you know, you make your money on TV, then you can turn it over to Netflix or Hulu or whatever and make you a ton of money doing that. Like, I just...
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think Netflix is a big reason, too, why um a lot of people just sit home on the weekends watching it i mean it's cheaper last time i went to a, a movie theater i know my dad well not not the last time but you know last one of the last times we went for just the concessions was like 15 dollars and something like that yeah for a pop and popcorn and hot dog really who's got i mean it's a lot cheaper to just Netflix it or Voodoo or anything else, you know, whatever. Uh, and I think that's a big reason a lot of people aren't really going to the theater anymore.
1: And I gotta say, I've missed a bunch of shows that people always talk about. Like I don't know how good they are, but I've never really watched a lot of the hor- like you talk about Hannibal. Never watched that. Right. Talk about um,
0: the Exorcist Bates Motel.
1: Was- I never watched that.
0: I did watch the first season of the Bates Motel. It's very hard for me to get into a TV show,
1: though. So yeah. Um, the only one that I watch consistently is the one that's fucking everybody's all torn up about is The Walking Dead, which divides everybody.
0: Fear the Walking Dead, the spinoff.
1: No, never seen it. Never seen the episode of. To me, it's like I just no. I'll just stick with the one, and that's yeah, really. That,
0: he actually mentions a lot of different shows on here. I've never watched any of them. Horribly.
1: It's it's uh, to me it's like a habit at this. point. It's like wrestling. Like you start off watching something. And you just keep watching it because it's after a while. You're like, why the fuck am I watching? Exactly. Here? Yeah, it's the same kind of thing.
0: But yeah, um, American Horror Story. I guess that's
1: still... I watched that up until the season with uh, the sideshow, or the circus or whatever. And then I just I couldn't keep up. with There's too many fucking things going on. And
0: they got a Van Helsing show, evidently.
1: I had no idea. Uh,
0: Stranger Things is actually I did watch most Love of that. it. Yeah, it's yeah. really good man the the art style and that was amazing i mean that was just you don't see that where that, that was so accurate
1: yeah somehow know period. they just completely recreated yeah. the 80s i don't know like steven spielberg did it or
0: something uh let's see eric eels hey guys hope y'all are healthy and happy well we are yeah i just took a big healthy shit in there it's up yeah, over the water uh wondering your thoughts on Phantasm Five we actually did talk about that in the last episode and the upcoming Halloween film being dr- uh, written by Danny McBride which we kind of touched on that a little bit too Yeah we
1: kind of answered both of those questions in the on the other show
0: So I don't think it'll ever come out Which one the Halloween uh, I mean I You mean the one
1: with that he wrote yeah, or I I oh, think, not. I don't no. think it'll ever happen
0: no, I mean, he's here just,
1: I think it really <laughs> was dependent on that alien movie, and that didn't do anything, so. Yeah,
0: sorry, Danny. Oh, uh, Let's see here. Chris Rizdale says, uh, I would like to know what you think of horror becoming more common on home video than in theaters, and whether or not this is a good trend. Also, could you possibly be able to do more commentaries,
1: please? Hmm okay so the (laughs) first question is it a good trend it's a good fucking question okay if you think about like this like back in the day to make an independent horror film you had to basically go into debt that you would never possibly get out of for your whole like everything was on the line that you make this fucking film Mm -hmm. and now it's like you could make a film and not even be out 200 dollars. so i think that back in the day there's probably a lot more at stake and people really wanted to make something that would get you know get over get popular things like that i don't think anybody gives a shit now about these movies when you're making like sharknado fucking 50 or whatever i just don't think people give a damn so quality wise it probably is worse probably Probably not a good trend
0: so yeah i mean for me like I just think it's a lot easier for anybody to make a horror movie now, and that's not and everybody necessarily... Everybody does, yeah. Yeah, that's not necessarily a good thing. So, I've actually lost my space here. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> Damn it. I was trying to do this on my phone. I probably have to do it on a computer because it but keeps shutting.
1: I mean, the idea of direct-to-DVD to or direct-to-whatever, direct-to, you know, Netflix, um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be as good, though, because look at Stranger Things. Like, that was probably one of the best series to come out in yeah. ten yeah i mean
0: i think it's a lot of you got to do a lot of waiting through shit basically or just wait for good which is what i do i wait for good feedback if i hear a lot of people talking about it i know yeah. that's something i my days of watching every damn thing under the sun i just don't have time to do it like you know stay up all night and watch three or four horror movies that we've got sent
1: yeah but i mean Netflix has even become kind of like, I mean, they're giving people millions and millions of dollars to do comedy specials, series. I mean, it's not like these things are going to be, you know, poorly produced. These are like multi-million dollar fucking yeah. endeavors.
0: Well, let's see. I did get back. I got my space back, baby. Uh, Legend on Beat. That actually sounds like some sort of a fucking play or it something. It does. Yeah, it's, it's on Broadway right now.
1: Legend on Beat.
0: I uh, said I don't know if I missed the deadline people are talking about a horror being dead in theaters but live on TV or home video I just don't see that it's dead everywhere with the exception uh, st- uh, being stupid movies like the, the Bye Bye Man that no one really gets into
1: What's about that? way I can't believe that's a fucking movie you
0: know The Bye Bye Man is like not the hottest thing on the planet when like I still do not have a digital code for it nobody I don't think anybody <laughs> bought it Cause most Nobody of the time, like look, every horror movie that comes out, you know, I have a couple of buddies that'll actually send me the codes for them. I still don't have the Bye, Bye Man. Uh,
1: things gonna be as rare as like one of them Nintendo Gold Zelda things. So, <laughs> like you can't get a digital code. Um. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> I got caught up on the Bye hey, Bye Man. He's still going
0: on. He says, "I guess there was uh, Get Out, which I still haven't seen that, but I've heard good things about it. I want to watch it.
1: It's interesting. I don't. I don't know. It's." Go ahead, dog. Come
0: back um, to it. And that the new movie that came out—it only comes out at night—is evidently not very good.
1: I haven't seen I've it. Heard, That's the only movie I've you... heard
0: people say that was horrible. Yeah. Actually, um, he says, "What do you think of these movies?" I gotta say, all of them seem lame, even when uh, they seem all right. I don't know what he means by that. Uh, nothing is fun anymore and honestly I am totally into superhero movies and not and I'm not ashamed Wonder Woman and Logan were killer uh, suck the fuck to anyone that disagrees <laughs> well, that was the old one
1: yeah haven't heard that one.
0: suck the fuck to the fuck sucks you <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot about that too yeah. god damn it and finger fuck you yeah. at it that's yeah, a classic um, he's also wondering whatever happened to Cody L.L. He says, I,
1: I have no idea. I don't
0: remember. I don't think he called in on the last episode. Uh there was a few people that I was sad that didn't call in. Um also love to hear you and Uncle Bill together. I'm not even a wrestling fan, but I love all the retro wrestling nights you guys did. I could listen to the bullshit, uh to you all bullshit about anything. Um also you guys need to upload some of that good old dead pit music somewhere so I can listen. Uh so I can jizz on a gypsy or fuck.
1: <laughs> jizz on a gypsy.
0: Fuck before the wind kills. I don't know what the fuck you talk. I think he was a little bit high when he sent it I think that uh, should
1: be an album. Jizz on a gypsy.
0: <laughs> That's the first Dead Pit album. Jizz on a gypsy.
1: That's our concept album, man.
0: And as far as Cody LL, I mean, I, I think that he's somewhere in Tennessee.
1: Have you heard from him? Any in the no, last? No, I mean we years? actually
0: did reopen the dead pit message boards. What back after like the back in February or something? <laughs> I just opened it for you know like a, as a historical thing. Nostalgia, back kind of, yeah, to, and check it out. And I think that some people do post on there occasionally. But yeah, he was one of them that posted on the dead pit board for years and years and years uh, back when message boards were a big thing. The dead pit message board was a big thing. Uh, I hope he's doing good. I haven't heard from him though. It's it's probably been two or three years at least.
1: No. I I mean I honestly have no idea. Like probably saw him at a convention, that's probably the last time I ever heard from him, the last convention we did with where he was there. Which has been four or five years of it. But uh the I mean I kinda get what he's saying too though with movies like that. That even though they're considered good
0: They're nothing like yeah, they're really.
1: They're still just not good like you don't they don't have the same impact as the film and get out get your ass out here um get
0: out of here boy (laughs) get out my property
1: i thought it was a good movie it was a new movie it it took like uh the approach of trying to be suspenseful rather than be just like outright fucking you know gory or stupid or hacky or thing. but the problem with it was was it was basically like rosemary's baby like, even the guy that directed it, who is, was, um, was it Jordan Peele, I think? from It was one of those guys from, oh, um, uh, shit. <laughs> for some reason, I'm thinking Kid and Peele. I know that ain't right. Like, fucking Kid and play. Yeah. What, was that sh- <laughs> what was that show did called? You said
0: Kid and Peele?
1: Yeah. I know that's not the right show, but they did that comedy show. It was on Comedy Central for uh, something Peel. Peele. Fuck, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Key and Peele. <laughs> kidding, Bill. Anyway, he's even said that he was a huge Rosemary's Babies fan, that's where that basically came from, that movie. Like, the idea of, when you watch the movie, you'll kind of see it, like, that everybody's in on something that nobody's really saying what they're in on, but towards the end of the movie, it starts making sense. So, it was just kind of a remake. That was the thing that got me, was like, it wasn't really original, it's just you took, instead of a white pregnant lady, you had a black guy, put in that same scenario and that right. was the fucking movie right so uh, I just don't think people can make original movies anymore because everything's fucking been made to death
0: I mean the the sad thing is is there probably is some original ideas out there but the the executives don't really want to I don't know if they just don't have the foresight to see, hey this thing could be something big or you know the studio's just, is just not into spending that kind of money on horror movies theatrically no. anymore. I don't know. Um, Brian Huff, baby, he said, what's your
1: thoughts on Yoga Holder? Did I tried to that? watch it. Yeah, I did. I really fucking did, man. Like, I tried. Because I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I really do. like. I, I was fucking, a big Kevin Smith fan. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something, though. I liked, loved, actually, Red State. thought it was probably one of his best movies. I liked... Tusk, which everybody fucking hates, but I actually liked it. Did you really? I really did.
0: I couldn't stand it.
1: Um, Yoga hoser, so I was like, okay, everybody's shitting on this movie. Uh, I'm going to watch it because I usually like all of this stuff. I could make it past the song that they sing in the beginning, the two girls, Mm -hmm. and maybe about ten minutes after that, and I was just like, I just can't. I can't. Like, I can't watch it. Couldn't get through it. Tried.
0: After Tusk, like... I just... I don't... I've given up on... I just have no interest in it. Uh, Let's see Let me find my other spot here. This thing keeps shutting down on me fucking Facebook. Piece of shit. Uh, Let's see. This is an interesting one. If you were an inch deep in your mom and your dad was an inch deep in you... Would you push forwards or backwards? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's gotta be a nice change from the questions you're used to. That is, that's a That's a strange one right there.
1: What? Uh well you all know that we don't do that here. We just fuck our pay-paws. We don't have anything to do with insects. Yeah, I mean
0: that's gross. Yeah. It's just papaw power. If
1: it's not one degree off being a first degree relative, then we can't fucking do it. It's got to be a second-degree relative, or a second-degree black belt.
0: (laughs) Who, like, who the fuck thinks of that shit, by the way? Trolls.
1: (laughs) Like, somebody just, that's what they do.
0: Yeah. So, let's see here. I hate Facebook. Um... Let's see, he says, I'm an exhibitor at, this is from David Shelby, says, I'm an exhibitor at horror conventions, and I wonder if you two have thought, uh, have any thoughts of how to make conventions better to keep attendees interested and coming back.
1: Yeah, this is the question I was thinking from the first show. I was really trying to think about, like, when I read this question, I read it about a couple days ago, three or four days ago, I was trying to think, like, how the fuck would you... Make conventions, you know, fun again.
0: Mm.
1: Can you? At I this think point? you
0: could. I mean, the only problem with that is the the people that are making the real money at these shows are the agents. Yeah. So, what I would do is make it more of the entrance fee. Also includes the autographs and stuff as well. So maybe some of these big name celebrities won't want to come. But that, that that way, I mean, you're paying like however how much it is. And if you're going to Return of Living Dead Reunion, you're like, yes, you know, this $300 ticket is going to be all I have to pay to get all these autographs.
1: Yeah. It's just so stupid. Honestly, man, like, all of it seems stupid to me now. Like, I look at these shows and stuff, and I'm just like, what what a fucking waste, like a money trap kind of waste. Like they got the same people going to these shows that we went and saw ten years ago. The same fucking people. Yeah, they
0: don't, they've as far as new people goes. Yeah, they have had none. There's been no really new, you know, big gets that I can think of at all.
1: If you include the Walking Dead, I mean, that's the only thing new that's really changed. And uh, I don't know. Like to me. The argument is always this. This is what promoters and agents and things like that say. Mm. This is the dumbest fucking argument ever, but it, it just follow me through on this. So they say you can come to the convention and you don't have to spend any money on autographs or anything like that. You can just come in and, you know, pay your entrance fee and just hang out. Well, first of all, doing what? looking at a bunch of fucking things you can spend money on
0: that you can yeah
1: walking around in a circle and looking at shit you can't buy because you just wanted to uh, you know
0: you know and this is we're going back a long long time the first convention that we ever went to me and you went to in uh, baltimore was the Horror Find weekend and the more that I think about that, I don't know if it was just where it was our first time or what, but they did seem to have more shit going on there that you could do other than going around and buying shit. They did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had a big costume contest. I remember that. I mean, I don't. I'm sure some of these conventions nowadays do that. But you also had classic horror movies playing throughout in different rooms all all day long Mm -hmm. if you wanted to sit around with a bunch of buddies and watch i think which one did we watch there we watched just one because we weren't staying at the hotel i think it was like cheerleader camp or something like that i think
1: it was yeah Yeah. i think they were more and kind of invested in people having a good time and now they're just more invested in how much shit can we put up that will you know make money so they really don't care, and you know they do the the screenings, but they're usually screenings attached to something that somebody wants to sell. And if they do, you know they might have an independent horror um, whatever, but that's usually because they want to get money from people who want to submit the movies. It's all a <laughs> fucking big racket. Yeah. The second part of the problem to me with like what that argument about you know you don't have to buy anything is yeah, but that would mean here's what that means to me. So I go and buy a ticket basically what I'm doing is I'm buying a ticket to go stand around a bunch of fucking shit that I can't stand. So why would I want to do that? That's like, buy a ticket for Auschwitz. I mean, you don't have to do anything, but you can just come in and look at all the corpses yeah. you, and stuff. You can buy
0: a ticket to get somebody to take a baseball bat to you balls for four hours.
1: Yeah. Buy a ticket to watch people get fucked over and, like, spend ungodly amounts of money on the dumbest shit yeah, I mean, The
0: The thing that really, like... Over the last... It it had been slowly for probably the last two years that we went to conventions to where eventually I was just done with it, is when, okay, you go to a show, you pay $20, $30, $40 for an autograph, and now more and more people are wanting you to pay an additional $20, $30, $40 to take a picture with them. And I've never done that. No. I don't give a shit who it is. That's just, I mean, that's just being greedy, in my opinion. It is. I mean, if you're scribbling something on something that someone handed you, you supplied the Sharpie, and you're not even going to stand your ass up and take a photo without asking for more money. Yeah,
1: well, I basically think that it's just, that's a business model. Like, once you start doing that shit, it's not about, like, having fun. It's about making money. And all these agents say the same shit about that, too. They say, well, people, you know, uh, you don't have to buy it. Mm-hmm. We can charge whatever we want, but you don't have to buy it. Which is another fucking thing that I hate. So it's this idea of um, let's see what we can get away with. Like, yeah. let's raise shit up as high as we fucking can and see what dumbasses are going to come in and buy it. Which, that's not really the environment. Like, horror films are a fucking counterculture kind of niche thing that, like, it would be like having a punk rock convention where, you know, all the people that you liked from the 70s were charging like $100 or something to get their autographs and stuff. It kind of goes against the very yeah. thing that that shit's supposed to be about. But, I mean, granted, we did that shit for 10 years. I'll probably never do it again. Um,
0: well, I mean, I went to Scarefest two years ago. I think it was two years ago. And the funny thing is, I mean, I was in and out of there in less than an hour and a half. Yeah. I had no. I was just done. I wanted, well, imagine it. I wanted the phantasm autographs, and I was done. I, d- I, just, I didn't have any interest in it.
1: This is what I don't think people realize. It's like if you went to a magician ten fucking times, eventually you're going to figure out, here's all the tricks, here's what he's going to do, yeah. here's what's going to happen it's not the same as somebody that's gone to a magician maybe like once or twice and they're like there's some excitement like you can't unsee how that shit happens how all the tricks are you know put into motion and
0: and i'm i mean there's not many that still do the shows from back when we did all of them but i'm really surprised at the ones that do i mean i just don't see what you i i'm just not understanding what you get out of it
1: i don't either unless it's just you know force of habit or something like watching wrestling you know go back to that it's just something that you used to enjoy doing well fuck isn't it weird that (laughs) conventions have turned into the plot of dawn of dead (laughs) it's just like yeah something that you used to do and you remember and you just keep doing for no reason
0: i'll see we'll go on here a little bit we still got quite a few uh someone's asking me if i've ever did i ever watch it follows unfortunately no I, i never did check that out um and he wants to know what's your guys' favorite Stanley Kubrick movies. John Grande.
1: I'm sitting here trying to think. Okay, so you got 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I've never seen. The Shining, which I love. Yeah,
0: I love The Shining. Probably be my favorite. Full Metal Jacket.
1: Full Metal Jacket. Clockwork Orange. Love that one. Love that one. Um... Barry Lyndon, which I haven't seen.
0: Yeah, most of his movies, like... <clears throat> Lolita. Yeah, Lolita. Um, Eyes Wide Shut, that was his last movie that he did. Never really saw it. I actually did watch that, because, you know...
1: What else is there? Am I missing something? <laughs> probably, probably, I know why you watch
0: There's probably a few. Uh, I would say The Shining, probably. I mean, I know it's kind of probably... Gener- that was like the only real horror movie he ever did.
1: I think everybody would agree, too, that Full Metal Jacket, the first half and love, the second half are, like, yeah, two I different lo- movies.
0: I love the first half of Full Metal Jacket. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever watched the whole movie all the way through. Because right after you see the, the Vietnamese hooker, like, I kind of just, just always kinda goes of fade away it. after that. I'm like, eh.
1: And then um, Clockwork Orange is just... That's a movie that's so fucking weird. It's so, like, beyond... Yeah, any category of movie that you can put it in or anything like that i like
0: the art style in that quite a bit
1: yeah it's its own kind of thing
0: uh, let's see mike Gill- gillen i think that's how you pronounce it uh what movies from the past few years have uh would you have done dead pit on the road for uh did you guys see alien covenant and what are your thoughts on it <laughs>
1: It depends on what era of uh, on the road you're talking about. Because in the beginning, we'd gone to every one of them. We'd gone to the fucking bye-bye man, I guarantee it. Yeah. On the to the bye-bye it. man. Um, the, the,
0: a lot of people ask, like, if we're ever going to do dead pit on the road again. <laughs> I
1: don't...
0: No. Yeah. I mean, that was in a period of time when we legitimately had nothing else to do but dead pit. That right. was all we would really do, you know. That is all we did, yeah. Um, so... And even if the horror genre was at its peak, like it was around that time period for that, you know, for that era, I guess we still wouldn't have time to do it. We probably still wouldn't do it. Yeah, we—that's true. I mean, we just don't, we just don't do shit. Um,
1: but his question—I mean, what I was sitting here trying to think what 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 he's basically asking is what movie was would be big enough that we would actually go to see in the theater. I can't. I mean, if there was one, I'd go and see not, it. But fuck.
0: No, I can't think of any, really. I mean, we would probably, we probably would have done the uh, Insidious, the yeah. second Insidious. Yeah. And the third one. Did the third one The third one did come out in the theater, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. Probably um, shit like that. I don't know. There hasn't been that many, though, really.
1: No, like the, I can't it's think. It's been
0: like, how many years has it been? Five since we've done Dead Pit on the Road? At least, yeah. yeah. I don't think never. Enough. I guess never say never, but like, it would have to be something huge.
1: Well, if I don't we ever, ever go to the theater anymore, just in general. So I, I mean,
0: we would have to do it just for Deadpool on the Road if we ever did it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that would ever happen. Um, if they ever,
1: here's what I'm saying: if they ever release another like reboot of Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween or something like that, I could see us trying to do something like that. That's yeah. the only kind of thing I could see.
0: Maybe as a special. Yeah. Um, Mark Nelson, he says, uh, since it's been a while, what's uh, been some of the disc releases you've gotten and thought were worth picking up?
1: Well, there's another one we kind of talked about last mm-hmm. too. I mean, the Phantasm box, that's amazing. Just to go briefly through them. Some of those Vestron, re- the quality of the Vestron releases is outstanding and the special features are done by Felsher. So what the fuck? I mean, yeah. the price is a little bit much. Uh, there's a lot of shit coming out from Arrow that I'd love to have, but I ain't spending that money and having it shipped from fucking Britain or wherever they're being made either. Britain. Yeah,
0: uh, I agree. And I think uh, the Peanut Butter Solution, Blu-ray, is right. probably one of the bigger titles. And the, um, I don't know. I mean, as far as like Can't Miss, uh, Scream Factory really hasn't had anything in the last, what?
1: What would be I mean, one of the
0: last must-buy Scream Factory releases? It's been a while.
1: I'm trying to think of what the last thing is I bought from Scream Factory now.
0: Didn't they do the... Uh, they did do the Wishmaster one. We talked about that. That was. I thought Vestron that... did that. I think. Well, maybe they did.
1: Yeah, they did the collection. I'm pretty sure.
0: Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't really... As far as the disc releases go... I'm gonna get the Suspiria one I'll probably end up getting the Phantasm one at some point um there's not a whole lot though like I have too many I have too many physical copies of shit
1: yeah That's another thing too that's happened is we don't buy a lot of Blu-rays or anything anymore um so Shot Factory got on a run of releasing like a bunch of killer stuff and then just ran out of shit they blew their load yeah about the last year probably it was
0: kind of like us when we started doing interviews (laughs) We yeah. were just like, fuck it, let's burn this shit up. Yeah. And we did. We'd run out of people to fucking interview. Um, Scott Pliskins has been a listener for a long time, says, uh, what podcast do you listen to? He says, do you listen to your buddy Ryan Rotten on Shockwaves <laughs> or two against with good old B playing hillbilly sexual icon Dana?
1: Hillbilly sexual icon.
0: Oh, gosh. I don't listen to horror podcasts at all, like the only podcast I listen to is wrestling all they know my favorite one is um something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard.
1: I was gonna say the one that I think we both listen to is that one on yeah, a regular I check basis that out
0: every week, yeah, even when they have bonus episodes, I listen to every bit of Because it, it's just those guys have such a funny dynamic with you know Bruce's um uh, a lot of the impressions he does and stuff, it's just unreal. Like he's probably got the best Dusty Rhodes impression I've ever heard.
1: He's by far got the best Vince yeah. that I've ever heard do. Um <clears throat> another one I I listen to all the time, which is not everybody's cup of tea, I guess, is Joe Rogan. I listen to his podcast. Anytime he has somebody new on, he uploads it to YouTube and also on um uh, whatever, Stitcher or whatever you Stitcher, you're using.
0: that's how I listen to it. Yeah. That way you don't have to download it.
1: Um but it's all it's just I think the thing I like about that podcast is the variety of guests that he gets like he gets people from fucking like nature shows right. they do have like UFC